0: Today's message is titled, When the Holy Spirit Moves. When the Holy Spirit Moves. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will move in each and every one of our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. It's quite impossible to preach about the Holy Spirit in one Sunday or one weekend, to be honest. But we thank God for the messages that we've had on Wednesdays, on, on the various Wednesdays. They've been teaching about the um, Holy Spirit. And at the Bible study, at the house fellowship on Wednesday also, I guess we learned about the wind, the Holy Spirit, the symbol of being the wind. so as we go ahead into 2020, I just want us to commit to, if there's a goal that you have, is to commit to learn and to relate more with the Holy Spirit. And I pray that God will give us grace in the mighty name of Jesus. So today's text will be taken from the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 to 19. Is a popular scripture. I think this was our anchor for Jesus conference last year as well. It's Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 to 18. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of his glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. According to the working of his mighty power. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Apostle Paul was praying here, and he was talking about the importance of us having the spirit of God, the wisdom of God. He says that that you will have the spirit of wisdom revelation in the knowledge of god why so that your eyes of understanding can be enlightened, that you will know the hope of his calling and his exceedingly great power without the holy spirit it will be almost impossible for us to know the hope of our calling and the power that lies in god and my prayer for you and i this day is that we'll have a better understanding of the holy spirit We'll have a better understanding of the power of God. We'll have a better understanding of what God is trying to do or what God is about to do in your life and in my life as we go into this new phase of our lives in the name of Jesus. I'm going to try and go through, as I said earlier on, it will be quite difficult for us to go through the topic on the Holy Spirit. But I've subdivided this uh, message into four areas. The first one is we'll briefly talk about who the Holy Spirit is. We'll talk about the expression of the Holy Spirit. How can we position ourselves for fellowship with the Holy Spirit and then the working of the Holy Spirit? So who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. Is God himself. You see, sometimes many of us, when we we're growing up in Christendom, we tend to, maybe because of what we've been exposed to but we tend to probably talk about god the father god the son and then god the holy spirit sometimes we just okay god the holy spirit but god the holy spirit is not less than god the father and he's not less than god the son the bible says in first john 5 7 first john 5 7 he says for the three bear witness in heaven the father the word that's jesus christ and the holy ghost That means the three of them are one. Can somebody say amen? Amen. That's one of the doctrines that so many people struggle to agree with. And that's one of the most conflicting doctrines that some people just don't want to agree with to say, no, there are differences, but the truth about the issue is that that's what we believe and that is what we know. We believe in the power of the Trinity. We believe in God the Father. We believe in God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, the Holy Spirit has different references in the Bible. Sometimes the people um, is being referred to as the Holy Ghost. Sometimes it's referred to as the Spirit of God. Romans 8 11 says, And the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus Christ from the dead is living in you. If that Spirit lives in you, then He raises up and quickens your mortal body. So there's something about the Holy Spirit that you and I need to und- identify. And know that when the Spirit of God lives in you, He quickens you. He performs a work of quickening. And I pray that our lives will be quickened in the name of Jesus. Now, who is the Holy Spirit? I wrote in my note, I said, the Holy Spirit is a comforter. It does not matter what you're going through. The Holy Spirit is a person that you can relate to. I said this a while back that one of the ways I grew up and I understood the walking of the Holy Spirit is like putting a chair down in front of me and speaking to the Holy Spirit. I just don't create him in my mind that is this buzzy, fluffy Holy Ghost floating about like, what's that children's cartoon that you watch and there's a ghost that floats about? Yeah, Jasper. It's not Jasper the genie. No, no, it's not the Jasper. Jasper the ghost. Of <laughs> is it Casper? Casper, yes, Casper. It's not Jasper. Thank you for correcting me. Yes. Oh, gosh. I'm old a bit. <laughs> Amen. Oh, it's not a genie. I wrote it there. It's not like Anadine on the genie that, you know, you rub and it comes out. It's a person that you can relate to. The Holy Spirit is your helper. When you're stuck, when you don't know what to do, you can always relate and call on the Holy Spirit like somebody that you're walking with. When you're walking, you're sitting down and you don't know what next to do, you can speak to the Holy Spirit right there and then say, Holy Spirit, help me. When you're walking through the gates of your workplace and you're feeling agitated, irritated, and you don't know what the day is going to be, you can just say, Holy Spirit, ride with me today. The Holy Spirit is yearning and longing for a relationship with you and I. And it's just sometimes unfortunate that we don't fully maximize this Holy Spirit and the relationship and the power that is made available to you and I as a believer. The Holy Spirit is a teacher. It teaches you all things. Are you going for an interview and you don't know what to say? You can say under your breath, Holy Spirit, give me words to say. And sometimes you feel that you can't pray. The Holy Spirit helps you to pray. Bible says in 3 John 2, when it speaks about building yourself up and the most holy faith, Jude, so sometimes when you don't know what to pray or how to pray, you can always refer to the Holy Spirit to help you to pray. Romans 8, 26 talks about how he helps your weaknesses and your infirmities. The truth about Jesus, is that many times we all try to appear to be strong, to be powerful, and like, no, nothing's bothering me. I've got it covered. I've got it. But really and truly, do you have it covered? and so many a times what we just need to do is to rely and call on the Holy Spirit to help us and he will gladly do so tell your neighbor he will gladly do so the Holy Spirit is your guide You know, in Genesis 1, verse 1, when God says that God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and he spoke in verse 2, he says the Spirit of God hovered upon the surface of the earth. The truth about the issue is that the Holy Spirit has been in existence before you and I even came into being. And so why can't we trust and believe that the one who was in existence even before the world was his, and is still existing now, why can't we trust him to be our guide? Why do we try to do things in our own might and by our own ability? The Holy Spirit is speaking to you. He's speaking. But are we receiving? There are many radio stations in London. LBC is one of them. For many of you that like Nigel Farage or whoever's on it. (laughs) There are so many radio stations that are going on. But if you're not tuned in now, you're not going to hear it, are you? So are you hearing the Holy Spirit? ask your neighbor can you hear the Holy Spirit? are you tuning your antenna to the Holy Spirit? he's speaking he wants to come in with you and I but are we really hearing what he's about to say or what he's saying to us? one of the things I like about the Holy Spirit and we read earlier on is being the wisdom of God I wrote in my note I said the Holy Spirit is a game changer you see, when you've played your joke and you've played everything that you know, you need to call on the Holy Spirit to change the game. The Holy Spirit is a game changer. It does not matter how you think you know. You see, sometimes us as mere mortals, we're straightforward, omnidirectional. You know, we do things because with logic. But God talks about the multifaceted wisdom, multidimensional wisdom of God. And so if you want to operate beyond the reason of just having logic, if you want to go beyond the natural and have the supernatural working with you and backing you, then you need the power of the Holy Spirit. I know many of us have tried. We've tried so many things. We're hardworking. We're trying to do things and we plan things. And thank God, God gave us a brain for us to do things. And we're applying our wisdom and logic. But where your wisdom and logic stops, that's where the Holy Spirit starts. He's a game changer. And I just pray that God and us will yield more to the Holy Spirit to help us to get to that next level that we need to get to in the name of Jesus. Son of the living God. You know, in Matthew 16, 16 to 17, Matthew 16, 16 to 17, there was a story or a scenario here in which Jesus Christ was asking his disciples. He said to them, he said, he was asking them, he said, who do men say that I am? That's before this 14. He said, he said unto them, who do, who, do, who do people say I am? And everyone kept on coming back and some said, oh, you're Elijah. Elijah really some said you are Isaiah really some said you're John the Baptist but then Peter stood up hallelujah and he said, you are, let me see. He said, and Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Verse 17, I said, and Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed it to thee, but my father which is in heaven. What am I trying to say? Many of us are relying on flesh and blood logic. We're going by what people think and what people know. What is raining out there? You're trying to go into business. You're trying to change jobs. You're saying, oh, what's happening out there? What's the next career? Is it AI? Is it ML? What's happening? You're trying to link into the, what I call the flesh and blood syndrome. What seems obvious? Because Jesus Christ, he looked like or he acted like Jeremiah. He acted like because he was prophesying. He acted like Isaiah. You know, he acted like John the Baptist. So sometimes we look at what's happening around us and try to judge our life and our future rather than relying on the Holy Spirit and unto God that can reveal things that flesh and blood cannot rely on, cannot reveal unto us. My prayer is that God will open our eyes and will commune with the Holy Spirit such that we understand what God is trying to do per time in the name of Jesus. Another example is in the case of Jesse. You know, when, um, in 1 in Samuel 16, when... Samuel came to anoint the king in the family. And obviously, everyone thought, oh, Eliab, who is the fine, handsome guy, was the one that they were going to pick. Unfortunately, he wasn't the one. It was the young boy coming from the brush who was dirty and ruddy. That's the way the Bible put it. What am I trying to say here? The truth about the issue is that let's not make decisions of life based on looks, based on what appears, based on it seems or feels light. Eliab felt right. He looked like a king. The Bible says he was tall. He was handsome. Ladies, this is for us and for men as well. Don't just pick because he's fine, cute, handsome, good looking. There is a lot more than that. Amen. You see, many of these motivational speaking, we speak and we hear, and they give us all these buzzwords. But the truth about the issue is that a lot of things are collapsing. I'm sure 10 years ago, if anyone said Brexit will happen, you're like, z, what? What are you talking about? We are here where we are now. And we're like out of the European Union. Something that some people would never think might happen. But yes, it is happening. And so we need to go beyond flesh and blood and what appears and seems right. I pray that God will give us grace in Jesus' name. The second one is the expressions of the Holy Spirit. This is just a bit about trying to explain to us how the Holy Spirit moves. In GLC, one of the things that God has spoken to us is that we're going to walk in the realm of the supernatural. I pray that that will be our portion in this next phase in the mighty name of Jesus. 1 Corinthians 12, 4-6. If you can please project it for me. 1 Corinthians 12, 4-6. Amen. Amen. It says, Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are differences of administration, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operation, but it is this the same God which worketh." in In all. What am I trying to say is that there are varieties of gifts. There are various ways in which the Holy Spirit manifests themselves in the service. Sometimes you find out that the Holy Spirit, today we're praying about fire, the Holy Spirit can come in appearance of fire. We learned about the wind, about the dove. Sometimes the Holy Spirit is being likened to wine. There are different manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you find out that during ministration, some people might be crying. Some people might be laughing. I remember sometimes in university, during our campus days, when we're worshiping, people would just start laughing. you think they've run mad. Serious. Proper laughing. Laughing and rolling on the floor. I said, laughing. (laughs) And you think, what's going on here? There are various manifestations. Sometimes when you pray for people, you just find out that They just fall. It's not that they have demons in them. But they just get overwhelmed with the presence of God. So there are various manifestations and expressions of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you find out that some people might just have compassion. And I pray that we experience the Holy Spirit in a unique way. I just want you to bow your head down for one minute. And just say, Holy Spirit, minister to me. It does not matter how he's ministering to the person on your right or next. I just want you to talk to God that, Lord, minister to me just just in your own way. In your own way. In your own way. Calm my anxiety. I feel somebody is going through a time of anxiety right now. Anxiety. You're finding it difficult to sleep. I pray that the Lord will... Calm every stronghold in the name of Jesus. Amen. One of the good things about, you know, when the Bible is describing the Holy Spirit, it talks about wine. And you know, wine sometimes intoxicates. And when you're drunk, you're just like... Sometimes some of us need the Holy Spirit to just calm us down. Because there are too many things happening. And we're so anxious. Anxious for bills. Anxious for children. Anxious for marriage. Anxious for what's next. You just need the Holy Spirit to calm you down. I'm not saying we should start drinking. (laughs) That's not what I mean. But what I'm trying to say is that the Holy Spirit calms. It brings calmness to you. And if you're going through anxiety. If you're going through sleeplessness. If you're going through worry, I need you to pray to the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit fill me again and I pray that this will be our portion in the mighty name of Jesus when the Holy Spirit moves hallelujah one of the things that we really need in this dispensation is that the Holy Spirit should move in us there is a working of the Holy Spirit that you and I have to be acquainted with it's not just a matter of oh we're hearing that is happening somewhere You know, how many of us have read the books called God's Generals? Okay, just a few of us. If you haven't, please try and get them. They're like three or four editions. You will see the way God moved in the life of some pastors and prophets in the early 1900s. These people, they moved in with such power. Why? Because they yielded in the Holy Spirit. Sometimes, I don't know, do you ask yourself, why is it that we don't see miracles anymore? Anybody just ask? I pray that God will move in our lives and in our generation in the mighty name of Jesus. When the Holy Spirit moves, it brings things into order. I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know the challenges that you might have right now. I need you to believe God that God will move and bring order to your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Because in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 3, we saw when the Bible says the earth was without form and void. But the Spirit of God moved. The Spirit of God brings calmness. It sets things into place. And that's what many of us need at this time. Maybe you're believing God for things to happen. You need the Holy Spirit again. When the Spirit of God moves, it sets you apart. We can see this in Numbers eleven twenty nine. 29. When the children of Israel were going and they were, they were facing Pharaoh. But the Bible says there was a pillar of cloud that fell before them. And the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire set them apart. I don't know if you're going for an interview and you need to be set apart. I need you to pray to God that Holy Spirit set me apart. In your home, in your marriage, whatever you're believing God for. When the Holy Spirit moves in your life, when the Holy Spirit moves in your destiny, when the Holy Spirit moves over your situation, it sets you apart. What else can the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit brings boldness. We can see this in the life of Joshua. You see, what this scripture really, really used to amuse me in Numbers twenty-seven, eighteen when Joshua spoke to the sun and he spoke to the moon and he said, stand still. Wow. That man had an unusual power. For someone to look straight in the sun and say, sun, stand still. Moon, stand still until I finish my battle. Sometimes it's raining and we're even begging God and the rain is not stopping. So Somebody's asking the sun and the moon to stand still. But God says in, 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 in John 14, verse forty, he says greater works that we can do. So when believing you, Pastor John and Pastor Richard, to ask the sun and the moon to stand still in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. What else can we do when the Holy Spirit moves upon us? Signs and wonders. And the book of Acts is filled with the signs and wonders that the Lord did through the life of the apostles. Now, what else can the Holy Spirit do? He sets you in the right direction. 1 Samuel 16 spoke about when um, Saul was going and he wanted to go and find his father's sheep when he got lost. The Bible said that the Spirit of God rushed mightily on him. You can see this in 1 Samuel 10, 10. The Spirit of God came upon him and began to prophesy. He began to prophesy. He came with wisdom. You see, when we're stuck in situations and circumstances and we don't know what next to do, what we need to do is to ask for the infilling and the power of the Holy Spirit to guide us. The Holy Spirit gives us direction. So many are times now in life, there's so many things we're trying to do, so many places we're trying to do, we're asking questions because things are keep on changing. One of the things we need to do is to rely on the Holy Spirit for the next face and the next move of God. You see, one of, the, one of the things that I enjoyed so much when I was doing this study was in the book of Acts chapter 9 verse 11. If you can please tune to that. Still in the light of direction. Acts chapter 9 verse 11. I hope we're being blessed. Amen. It says, and the Lord sent unto him, arise, and go into the street, which is called straight. You know, this was Ananias that that God was speaking to. If you look at verse 10, you know that the Lord was speaking to Ananias. And it's just like... Let me read this and I'll bring it into context. It says, And the Lord sent unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called straight, and enquire in the house of Judah. And one called Saul of Tassos. For behold, he prayed for you. I'm talking about direction here. It's just like God's waking you up and say, Go to Bond Street. Number one two five or go to one nine seven mash you will see and people gathered there they call great light connections go and worship with them that's how much the direction that's how specific the holy spirit can be when he gives you direction so enough of us going up and down enough of us sometimes trying to do things aimlessly when god can give us specific instructions When I read this, it struck me so much. Because I'm like, it's just like when you're trying to trade in a stock market. Or you're trying to do something that, or you got three job offers and you don't know what to do. And God says, go to that place. So that means God can give you specific instructions concerning your life. And I just said, Lord, help me to connect again with you. Because if the Holy Spirit can be this specific in directing people then he's still in the business of giving directions. And so you and I I encourage you to rely on him, to walk with him, to believe him, to trust him that concerning my next level, concerning my next face in destiny, that Lord, I will rely on you. Holy Spirit, I will rely on you for purpose. Another thing that the Holy Spirit does when the Holy Spirit moves, he makes you creative. Please, if you can open the book of Exodus 31. Exodus 31 from verse 1 to 6. The Holy Spirit brings creativity. And the Lord... Mm, that's not the scripture. Exodus 31, 1 to 6. It's, I'm trying to find... I'm just going to paraphrase. It's not Exodus 31. I think I wrote it wrongly in my note. It talks about Bezierly. That the spirit of God filled him with such craftsmanship. That is Exodus 31. Okay. Yes, please. Let me project it again. Apologies for that. Yes. Thank you. It says, and I behold. Excuse me. I behold, I have given with him. I will uh, no, there's a scripture before this. Go to verse verse three. Okay. Let's start from two, please. Okay, good. this is it. Thank you very much. Now the Bible was talking about this person called Bezali. He says, "See, I have called by name Bezali. This is when they were trying to build the temple. The son of Uriah, the son of Hall of the tribe of Judah, verse three. I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and all manner of workmanship. Let's stop there. That means that God can fill you with an ability that has not been given to anybody before. I don't know what you're trying to create. You know, so many of us, God has given us a vision or a business idea that's never been heard for. And you've told people and people laugh at you. Listen. When God gave Bezalia that idea, I'm sure some people will have laughed that this is not going to happen. But it took the spirit of God to give him that ability. I need us to leave this place and believe that the Holy Spirit will instill in us creativity that has never been seen before. I don't know what level of business you're believing God for or your career or marriage or building your family. I need you to know that the Holy Spirit is still in the business of making people creative. You see, a lot of things have been created. I agree. Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, everything. You know, payment system. But there is a lot more that will be created. And so why can't that be you and I? And so we will really need the Holy Spirit to develop and to help us and to take us to this next level of creativity. And I pray that that will be our testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. When the Holy Spirit moves, he can relocate you geographically. You can ask Philip in the book of Acts 8.29. When the Bible says he just translated, he just moved them, Boom. And then he reappeared someone else, somewhere else. I'm sure that would be, be very strange. <laughs> I wrote him my note, I said, another thing that the Holy Spirit can do is that can break habits. And this is very paramount in this our generation. Amen. Excuse me. If you look at the life of Gideon in Judges chapter 3, verse 10, Gideon was a timid man. He was so timid, he didn't want to do anything. He had the habit of hiding. How many of us are hiding? God has said some great things concerning you, but you're hiding. You're hiding. You keep on hiding. God has told you you're a leader. God has told you he's given you this great idea. God has told you I've created wealth into your heart. God has told you specific things concerning your home, your destiny, but you are hiding. You have the habit of hiding. But in in Judges 3 verse 10, the Bible says that the Spirit of God came upon, upon him. The spirit of God came upon, upon Gideon and he became a leader. He had a leadership spirit. He was able to win the battle even with a few. And one of the things I'm just praying to God during this season is that God will establish and empower us again by his spirit in the name of Jesus. So how can I, how can you and I build a relationship or walk with the Holy Spirit? 2 Corinthians 13 verse 14 talks about communion with the Holy Spirit. I want you to see the Holy Spirit as a relationship, as a partnership. Earlier on, I said, are you hearing? If there are 10 men here, and if my husband says sweet, I know who said sweet. That's the truth. I've been with him for 20, God knows how many years. The truth about the issue is that some of us ask, how am I going to hear the Holy Ghost? How am I going to know that the Spirit is speaking to me? If you don't spend time with him, you're not going to know when he's speaking to you. It's a matter of building and communion with him. Spending time with him. You see, many of us, we have this uh, firefighter approach. That is only when things are going wrong that we call on God. God... I wrote in my note, I said, why are we prayer warriors with the highest worry? We pray, yeah, we can pray. Once we are out there, we were like, oh God, we're worrying. When you have a relationship with someone, you trust them. We trust the Holy Spirit to carry us. You know, some of us treat the Holy Spirit like, ah, yes, I need this now. Okay, that's when you remember. You go, bo daddy, baba, we're praying, we're praying, and then another one week. God, the Father is asking the Holy Spirit, have you heard from, I haven't heard from her for the past two weeks. Where is she? I don't know. Some of us are treating the Holy Spirit on a need-by-need basis. If you have a husband or a wife, and every time is, I need, I need this, I need that. No, they might have the gift of giving. They might be very generous and start giving. But at some point, like, this is just a user. If all you do is when you want to ask, that's the only time you remember to pray. Is when things, why can't you just develop a holy, uh, develop so that you have a life of guidance? If you have a spouse and every time you talk is when something is not right, is when you have to settle a quarrel or there's a problem. How are you going to enjoy your relationship? You need to come in. You need to show interest. You need to be expectant. You need to crave. You know, your spouse is not at home. You call them. You talk to them, not because you want anything. You just say, how's your day going? Not, oh, when you're coming home, make sure you buy KFC. Oh, make sure my food is ready. Make sure you pick up the clothes from the dry cleaner. Or oh, where you are at eat, make sure you go to this and, and that's all you do. At one point in the life, there is no food, there is no dry cleaner. If you like, don't come home. I'm only joking. But that's the way sometimes we treat the Holy Ghost. You know, the Holy Spirit wants to build a relationship with us. He wants to have access. There is no relationship without access. Being open. You know, God says, come boldly to my throne. Hebrews 4 verse 16. Come boldly. Come. God is calling you. The Holy Spirit wants to have a relationship with you and I. Come. Talk to him. Relate with him. Develop a relationship with him. Meditate on the scriptures. There's no way you can have a good relationship with someone without knowing them. You want to know the Holy Spirit. You don't even understand the Bible. You're going to have to read, you're going to have to study, you have to understand the language. What language are you speaking? We learned in Sunday school a while back about love languages. How, what language are you speaking to the Holy Spirit? How are you relating to God? And one of the things I said about the Holy Spirit is that when you build a relationship with the Holy Spirit, you're developing a character. And the character is in Galatians 5, to 23. That's the fruit of the Spirit. The more time you spend with the Holy Spirit, the more you have the fruit of the Spirit. Then you have love, you have joy, you have peace, you have long-suffering, gentleness, self-control. It's not that we're always exhibiting anger. The more we stay, the more we long for his presence, the better it is. And I just pray that God will impact us afresh this morning. We've spoken so much about why we need the Holy Spirit. Please let us not leave this place and leave it behind again. Let's walk with him. Develop that relationship with him. Cultivate the habit. Ask God for the fire, the infilling. Are you not tired of just being natural? There's the supernatural that awaits you and I. The Bible says the whole world is waiting, eagerly expecting for the manifestation of you and I. We cannot be on this level. We cannot. The whole world is growing. The future generations, the children, they're waiting on you and I to move, to do things. Yet we carry so much, but we are not showing forth the glory of God. We need an activation this day. Tell your neighbor, activate. Activate. Amen, amen, amen. I just pray that after today, we would personally, we can preach from today to tomorrow, but it's a personal walk. Forget about the people that just, you know, prophesy and just say all sorts into people's life and you just see you can catch and receive. Yes, you're catching and you're receiving, but you have to develop a walk. It's just like a marriage. You have to develop, you have to make it work. The Bible says, make your you know, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You need to make it work. And this morning, I just ask us to please rise up on our feet as we begin to pray to God. As we begin to pray together, the Holy Spirit fills us afresh. First Kings chapter 18, verse 30. There's something that happened here. When Elijah was making fun of the prophet of Baal. Oh my goodness. Ah, If you read from verse, from verse 25 all the way down. You know there was a competition. And the Baal prophets were trying to call down fire. And they called down fire all day. And nothing happened. But from verse, from verse 30. You know. God now, Elijah now said, okay, since you guys have been calling down this fire and it's not come, I will do my own. The Bible says he repaired the altar. He got the bullock. He poured water. I'm just paraphrasing now. Three times onto the altar. And he called down God of heaven. And he asked that fire should come down. But the first thing he did was to repair the altar. I just want you to put your hand on your chest right now. And ask God to help you. If there's a way that you've grieved the Holy Spirit. Or if there's a way that you've you've walked out of the things of God. Or maybe you used to have a relationship with God. But then you just it's just not there anymore. I want you to repair that altar. Before the fire of God can fall upon you, the altar needs to be repaired. And so this morning, I just need you to pray to God. That Father, just... Have mercy upon me. I want you to repair that relationship that you have with God once again. I just need you to pray to God that Father Lord, help me on this relationship. Help me, oh God. Repair that altar. Begin to speak to God this morning. Let him hear you as he begins to move over your life. Let him hear you. Let him hear you. Let him hear you. Let him hear you you this morning. Repair that altar. Ask God, have I grieved you in the past? Lord, have mercy upon me. Lord have mercy upon me and as you begin to pray right now ask for the infilling of the Holy Spirit ask God to fill you up ask that the Holy Spirit rest upon you I need you to pray, I can't hear you pray, I need you to pray this morning The Lord I will have a fresh baptism of fire, I will have a fresh baptism of your spirit in the name of Jesus, I need direction oh God, I need your help, I need you oh God in the next phase of my life, I need you oh God, Father Lord I need you. In the name of Jesus, I need you. I need you to pray this morning. The Lord let your spirit dwell in me. In the name of Jesus, choir help me this morning. Oh Father, Lord, we need you, oh Lord. We need you, oh God. We need you, oh Lord. We need your spirit to rest upon us. In the name of Jesus, I need you to pray for a fresh unction this morning to rest upon you. In the name of Jesus, I want you to begin to pray unto heaven. Now Father, Lord, Lord, your spirit will rest upon me afresh. In the name of Jesus, that yokes will be destroyed, that the bodies will be rolled off. In the mighty name of Jesus.